Welcome to Strange Darkness Radio, where we take you on a journey into the unknown and explore the darkest corners of the human experience. I'm Sky, the AI voice of the show, and I'm excited to introduce your hosts, Bobby Washington and Carolyn Gray. Together, they will be your guides through the eerie and unsettling tales that lurk in the shadows. From ghosts and hauntings to cryptids and extraterrestrials, we cover it all. So, get comfortable, turn down the lights, and prepare yourself for a journey into the macabre. It's time for Strange Darkness Radio. This is your host, Bobby Washington. And this is Carolyn Gray. Back for another episode. Carolyn, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, How are you, Bobby? I'm doing amazing. I just want to say um, I love the interview you did with Melanie. Uh, it was amazing uh, episode. Thank you. Yeah, you get you guys were really good. Um, you were asking those um, in depth questions, and uh, you <laughs> seemed to enjoy yourself quite a bit there. It was it was really cool to uh, to hear you do your thing. Yeah, I felt kind of bad because I I felt like I was dragging it on and on, but she was just she was awesome to talk to. So yeah, it was a really good conversation. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Oh no, you're welcome. Definitely. Um, so we have on tonight's show, uh, Silver Rain, and I'm going to let, uh, Sky go ahead and, uh, you know, get us into it. Welcome to yet another captivating episode of Strange Darkness Radio. Today, we set out on a truly mesmerizing journey into the mystical realm of soul contracts. Guiding us through this exploration is the immensely knowledgeable resident witch, Silver Rain. Prepare for a thought-provoking and enlightening adventure as we delve deeply into the intriguing concept of why and how our spirits forge these pre-birth agreements or contracts with other souls or entities, all in pursuit of fulfilling specific lessons. So let's embark on this illuminating discussion that unveils the hidden secrets of soul contracts. And a heartfelt thank you to Silverane for gracing us with her presence on tonight's show. Welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Welcome back, Silver Rain. Thanks for having me. So, soul contracts. Give us a little uh, synopsis before we get into it about um, the whole, you know, um, how, how do you want to say it? Um, agreement you make with yourself before you enter uh, this world. Um, the whole concept is really fascinating, really. Um, my familiarity with them is, of course, reincarnation. Okay. Yeah, so that's um, a very intriguing aspect of it because, you know, it's like the aspect of, you know, making an agreement off of a life that you haven't lived yet, but your soul knowing like what you need or what it thinks you need to improve or, you know, how they say to get through different stages of, you know, the spiritual realm and you keep, um, you know, learning and um, growing, you know, as a spirit, not only as a person, but as a spirit. And you set all these uh, things in place for yourself to challenge yourself and see if you can, uh, you can meet these goals. Um, so uh, just to, kind of steer us in the right direction. I'm going to have Sky, you know, hit us with like five questions that uh, we can kind of tackle to get a better understanding of, um, you know, how the the concept of soul track, soul, soul contracts uh, play out. Is is it kind of, well, I, sorry, I, I know Sky might ask this same question, but is it kind of like predestiny? It's, is it like it's like a an agreement you make before you're born, right? That's what you meant with the reincarnation. So it's, it, is it like something that's predestined or is it like something that you're supposed to do that you might not complete or like, how does that work? Um, It's basically something that you, an agreement with your future selves, I guess. Um, oh, okay. You know, we set forth in this life to learn lessons and some of them, when we pass on, our life is finished. We feel that we are done. And some others, we have unfinished business and we want to come back and we're wanting to get it right the next time. 
so it can be kind of like a job that you're supposed to do in your lifetime. And if you don't complete it, you have the next lifetime to sort of finish it. Is that right? right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much from everything I've read so far. But again, we're going to go ahead and uh, let Sky go ahead and lead us into this. Sole contracts, also known as exclusive contracts, are agreements that grant one party exclusive rights within a specific scope. Here are five interesting aspects about them. One, pre-birth agreements. Have you ever wondered if souls have the ability to choose their parents, siblings, and even the challenges they'll face in life before being born? Imagine the possibilities of exploring the concept of pre-birth agreements, where the path of a soul might be shaped even before it enters the world. Now, Silver, I find that one extremely interesting from this aspect. There are good parents and there are bad parents. But to say that you actually choose your parents knowing going in like they're horrible parents, you know, because obviously everyone would choose great parents, you know, who are rich and will give them the world and everything else. But I guess the whole concept of that is to challenge yourself or basically put yourself through hell because for whatever reason, your spirit thought that you needed to go through whatever that drama is. Isn't that's to me, that concept is just, wow. It's mind blowing. Um, as far as, you know, choosing our parents, it's not so much as that as well as it is, um, our souls correspond with other souls. Mm -hmm. So during prenatal meetings, um, human souls negotiates agreements to collaborate and develop further on earth. Um, that's interesting. I was born to, and I don't like speaking ill of, you know, my birth mother. Yeah. And there's a whole other like thing about that, that people are in a disagreement with like, well, she was your mother. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she was a horrible (laughs) human being. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I was adopted at birth. So no, as far as picking my parents, I didn't pick either, Mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes that, as far as parents are concerned, that's the hand we're dealt. Um, a soul contract is, you know, you're having a heart-to-heart with your potential selves. Yeah. So you die, you, you know, get to, you know what? I wasn't finished yet. All right, let's get going. Let's put you in another right, body and start this over. over again. That's interesting. Yeah, because um, in researching this, sorry, Carolyn, only because I've been doing so much craziness um, with the research on this because, you know, there are a lot of people who believe that everything that's predestined before you come here, you actually map out because these are things and challenges that you need to tackle and overcome. And you can still choose the wrong paths, but it's about you know, restarting and, um, you know, going like into certain aspects of your life that challenges you opposed to making it so, you know, easy. It's it's never, I mean, you take the richest person, they have so many other issues in life. Um, I don't think anyone theoretically has it easy, you know, regardless of how rich or poor you are. Um, there are, you know, very bad days and very good days. But, um, you know, from the things that I've been researching on this topic, it seems that these obstacles are set up for you to uh, to challenge your, your, yourself and, or things that you needed to finish in, in past lives because there's so many different uh, lives and connections, you know, uh, with uh, different uh, people you meet. And um, it could be your siblings. It can be the friends, the coworkers, just all aspects of it. Um, go ahead, Carolyn. Bobby, I have something to say. So you're going to laugh at me, but um, <laughs> to, to get back to what you were saying about, you know, why would someone choose to have terrible parents? I've actually, I've asked a psychic that question before. Oh, okay. Because I've, I've heard that before that we choose our parents. And I've also heard that we, we don't choose, but we know how we're going to die before we're even born. Ooh, that's not good. And so, right. 
that's creepy. But so my question was kind of what you just asked. Why would we choose to live? You know, why would we choose to be born in horrible circumstances? Why would we choose to be born to terrible parents? Why would we why would we even be born if we knew we were going to die a horrific death or be murdered or something like that? And basically what they told me was. We are here so that God or, you know, the spirit or whatever you think of it can experience everything. Yeah. And that includes the good and the bad. So it is kind of what you're saying. It's like a, it's like to grow and to learn yourself, but it's also to just experience everything. Interesting. What's your take? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I agree with the psychic because, you know, that's, I also do that kind of work myself. So people would often ask, you know, why was this child born in so horrible circumstances and died in a horrific way? Um, The human condition is to challenge yourself. Right, and that includes going through terrible things. How far are we willing to go? Um, Right. I, you know, having thyroid cancer, just like, okay, cool, what life lesson am I going to learn from this? And it's just keep going. Yeah. I wow. mean, I've literally looked into the positive outlook of how I live my life now. And that's cool. I've got thyroid cancer. And I was actually working on a book, um, the cancerism books of the things you could to do to enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. I mean. And that's such a good point because everyone should do that. And I mean, it's not always possible, but what you just said, everything negative or bad that happens to you, you can always, instead of dwelling on it and letting it make you be miserable, you can think to yourself, well, why is this happening? What can I learn from it? How can I grow from it? What can I do with it? And, you know, turn it into something more positive or at least deal with it in a more positive way. my, My friend and I were on this walk. We were headed to the store and we ran into this gal that was extremely distraught. And she was just talking about her life story and all the stuff that she was dealing with. And she's like, you know, rich people problems. And to listen to her, her problems were no different than mine or yeah. anybody else's. If you want to peel back the layers, okay, yeah, the, the difference that divides us is money. Okay, but her current circumstance, I was there and now my circumstances are better than hers. Mm-hmm. So... Just because we feel that we look on someone's life on the outside, we can drive by the McMansions and thinking their lives are so amazing and so perfect. And you get jealous and not realizing below the surface, their life might yeah, be actually terrible. Too. Right. Yeah, exactly. That is very interesting. Okay, let's get into our next one. Two, soul contracts and relationships. Picture this. Could the connections we form with certain individuals be based on ancient soul contracts? Can you imagine the idea of souls reuniting across lifetimes to learn, evolve, and grow together? We're about to delve into the intriguing realm of soul-level relationships. Now that's very intriguing, um, just based upon... (laughs) You know, um, because you can have a great mate, you know, wife, husband, uh, spouse, and um, they're good in one world or universe, but then they suck in the other, you know, and they (laughs) bring all kind of trouble and strife. But yet you keep connecting with them because, again, it is your soulmate and you're wondering in the bad, you know, form that they're in, like, what what was I thinking? What was I doing? And all the while, this person is your person that you intertwine with and interconnect with on a regular like tied basis. tied to them karmically. Yeah. Exactly. For however long you may be in a relationship and then, you know, for whatever reason, the next thing you know is that you're divorced or you were with that person for a year, a month, whatever, but yet you keep intertwining with these particular individuals and it could be more than one. So I find that very intriguing also, you know, your group of friends or set of uh you know fellas or you know missuses that you uh you know end up with um absolutely i feel like um with that i I believe every single person that you come across in your life is a lesson um the abuser is 
the lesson and to trust your guts. Last time you didn't, this time you need to. Yeah. Um, the, all the rotten people in your life is basically a lesson to you. And I'm not saying that people deserve, you know, to be horrifically abused. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that you chose to ignore your own gut at one point. Um, the same thing with the love of your life. You're always going to be connected in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Just because they were your soulmate in this life doesn't mean they will be in the next. But every person is a lesson. That's you can right. learn and, from and people switch roles too, don't world. they? Like you could be uh, in one lifetime, someone could be your brother. In another lifetime, they may have been a good friend. In another lifetime, they could have been your dad. You kind of switch roles around, don't you? Yes, you do. Like a little, that's why there's, especially when it comes to like a partner, there's some sort of weird familiarity with that person that you're absolutely comfortable with and you're convinced that they're your soulmate. Right. And you just a soulmate connect doesn't right away. always have to be romantic. Yeah. It's a person that's that you connect person. with. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. That's true. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, even your soulmate comes in animal form. Yeah, that's very true, actually. That's that's what your heart animal is. Yep. Um, my cat died in March, and I was blessed with another cat that behaves identically to my last cat. Mm. So, oh, and so his funny. quirks and his personality, he is 100% my cat. Do, is there a time frame on when the souls come back uh, that you're aware of in any of the... Whether it's folklore, whether it's um, biblical, or in particular books about a time frame when uh, souls no. return. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's, it's totally you know, unique, within right? your lifetime, and your lifetime isn't set in stone. Mm-hmm. And you're living this life, and if you, if it's in your path to start over again once you die. Eventually, you're going to cross paths with some of the same people, even in this plane. You you know what I mean? Like, um, right? Yeah, like the same personalities. Like, soulmate A acts like soulmate B, and if you you can even see that now in your life, like you run into a person, and it's happened to me a lot. Is I'll run into random people, like, oh, you remind me of so and so. Yeah. Or you look like so-and-so and and like, it makes me like, I have a lot of relatives and cousins that I'm not even aware about. Um, I did ancestry DNA and there was like, I don't know, the numbers are like 10,000 plus of relatives that I have out in the world. So yeah, the odds of like, yeah, you act like so-and-so. That's that soul contract familiarity. That's interesting. yeah, it's very interesting to be like, yeah, you look like or you remind me of, and I've never met this person before in my life. One person was like, you act just like my ex-girlfriend. Like, yeah, I don't know you. <laughs> okay, but when you when that happens, do you try to be like, oh, let me get your number or let's keep in touch? Or do you try to make a connection there, even though you feel you may know that person? Or do you let them just pass and you keep on, you know, keeping on? I keep on. Okay. I mean... It's nothing like, it's not significant to me. Yeah. Even though that that could have been somebody that was really special to you in a previous life, but yet they're, you're making that connection. But on, on this trip around the, the sun, you actually bypass that person for whatever the reason is. You still make that contact, but you just keep keep going and you don't have that special contact that you had in the last lifetime. Because I, I tend yeah, to... I don't. You don't. Yeah. I tend when I think I feel something from someone, I tend to make it a purpose to just talk to them a little bit longer. Yeah. To to see if, you know, like, okay, what am I what am I feeling here? Like, what's going on? It's kind of weird. But I feel like I know this person or this person. I'm supposed to have met this person. And sometimes I actually take it for what it is and say, you know, we were supposed to meet. You know, it's some random guy. He's like, huh, what? You know, it's like it's just <laughs> something about you, bro. Uh, we were supposed to meet. And, um, you know, that has happened uh, to me. 
It's just I feel that I need to say something. I don't know why. It's just a urge. That doesn't happen to me. Now I feel left out. I mean, for me, but I do notice like more synchronicity. I believe in synchronicity like hugely of there are no coincidences. You happen to meet that person. You guys have interacted at some point. You can continue on with your life. And then you'll notice more around you that once you become aligned in this world, the things just happen for you. Yeah. Yeah. That... All of our connections, even in a brief instantaneous two second interaction that was supposed to happen right on cue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on the feeling like, Oh, okay, cool. Or you feel like this absolute magnetic drive towards this person. Exactly. Yeah. I, I get that a lot. For whatever reason, I, I do not know why. I could be in a but random people location. People also, people I think are hyper fixated on the soulmate that they fail to just even pay attention to the brief, and they get them confused. Like, yeah. no, this was so supposed to be like a two minute connection, not two years. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's and, when we get latched up with a wrong relationship. Yeah. And, and, and I do That's take it as that two minute thing. I, I don't even extend it past that point. It's just something that I was supposed to experience. And then I kind of linger to see if there's something else. And then that's pretty much it. But Carolyn, you were saying? Oh, no, just that that's an interesting point, because, you know, maybe some people that you connect with, it is just supposed to be a brief thing and you're just supposed to learn something from that small interaction it doesn't always have to be this long you know soulmate connection there's there's tons of people that you probably are meant to meet at one point and connect with at one point but that doesn't it doesn't always have to be a soulmate or the one right like there's tons of people you're supposed to learn little lessons from yeah for me it's probably. not about a soulmate aspect it's just about i was supposed to meet that person that that's it like like right there's no, just but I how feel Silver there's Rain a connection. Was saying, some people just get like stuck on like oh i'm looking for the one or my oh, soulmate yeah. or you're the one when it's just the wrong person you know like that's true that's true or you'll run into like people that you'll talk with and there's a familiarity and then you guys compare notes and you talk about, oh, wow, we were in all these places at the same time. You know, it's like a random. I never tell them that. I just, I just think <laughs> it. I just think it, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> it's happened to me a lot where I run into people that we are in the same place, same time. Um, and I just find that interesting. I almost feel like it's a, a check-in of the souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's happened business. to me too, actually, that I've met people and then we talk a little bit and it turns out we were, you know, living in the same city at the same time or somewhere else at the same time on a vacation or whatever. That's happened to me before. That's interesting. My first yeah. experience ever in a chat room and a, there was these two people that had this, you know, when I think chat room relationships were still kind of like, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> find, they had been talking forever and they find out that they were... Um, a block apart from each other the entire time. Oh, right. That's interesting. That is, that's kind of weird. Yeah. That's very, so that's just how it works. The universe works in weird ways. Exactly. Well, let's get on to the next one. Three karmic debts and lessons. The concept of karma often raises questions about whether our past actions have repercussions in our present and future lives. Have you ever thought about whether the experiences we go through are somehow tied to karmic debts or the lessons we need to learn? That that goes out to all the killers. No, I'm just, just <laughs> saying. Like people who do these dirty dastardly deeds and all kind of different things and think they get away with it and mm-hmm. actually, you know, it may come back to them, not even in this life, um, you know, come back to them in the next life on how they live. And, you know, we, we it's so just mind blowing in the sense of this, which is this is going to be crazy um, in the sense of, you know, children who get hurt, which are should never happen, you know. But was that a past killer? Was that a past situation that that person, you know, had to They pay? had it coming. Yeah, exactly. It's just so because it's so weird. It's like um, you just don't know when it comes yeah, it to karma be. and you think you get away with it and you end up 
you know, in the worst possible uh, situations that are unfathomable. And, you know, all because you thought you were escaping karma or escaping justice, whether it was, you know, some people say by God, by the universe or by such and such, because, you know, people are quick to quote, oh, God wouldn't do this, that or the third. Right. Well, all of this happens on this earth. Everything you can think of, imagine, uh, you know, goes on. And, um, you know, these people have lived multiple lives, if you believe in that thing. Uh, to where, you know, karma has a way and um, a debt has a way of being paid. And it's not always their personal debt either. Uh, have you, Bobby, have you heard of Brian Weiss? He's actually a, he was a fam- famous hypnotherapist. I think he's still alive, but um, he he kind of accidentally stumbled upon past life regression and he began doing it as a, as a real thing. Mm-hmm. But um. Anyway, I read one of his books and at the end of his book, he talks about how uh, one of his patients that he was hypnotizing would have different spirits come through and answer his questions and talk to him about certain things. And um, he brought up a child that he had lost at a young age. I think he was like a toddler when he died. And the spirit actually told him this child was born and he died in order to pay some sort of a a family debt. Like he... He willingly sacrificed himself in order to kind of save the family in some way. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting. So it's not always like a, a one for one kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not always like you do this. That's what's going to happen to you in your next life. I think it's more complicated, I guess. Yeah. What do you think, Silver? Um, To me, karma has always been um, an interesting topic because I see it used incorrectly a lot by a lot of people mm-hmm. um you know it's the it's the indian philosophy of you know causal law by which good or bad actions determine the future modes of an individual's existence um i hate it when people say like karma's a bitch or that's that's bad karma yeah it isn't about retribution it's how you live this life on earth mm. and how I mean, you're going to like- spend the afterlife and it's like the universe rebalancing itself, right? Or just trying to keep this equilibrium. Um, um I want to say yes. I'm not totally familiar with karma because it's not um, something that I personally follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried getting into it. I was delving into Buddhism a long time ago. Well, I hope some of those fools get what they deserve. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's eventually. <laughs> I don't know. As far as I feel like when children come into this world and they have horrific things happen to them, I don't think it's because they were a serial killer in a past life. Hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. You never know. We, we you know. Well, I don't. I agree with Silver <laughs> on that one. <laughs> you never know, man. The, I, never leave anything up to chance, especially when thought, it comes but... to the to the to the universe and uh, the sense of what goes on. But here's the thing, though. Um, supposedly they know what, you know, they, they put in for and what contracts they signed before they, right. they even got here. So, you know, even to those particular incidents and scenarios that play out and happen on this earth, you know, if you go off of the sole contract theory, they know what's going to happen. They just have to get here and play it out. So that's interesting within itself that if you know. I mean, these, I know there's children mm-hmm. that are bad seeds from the get go. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of different schools of thought on karma. And I mean, some are some are right and some are wrong. Like in Scientology, they think that um, anything that bad happens to anything bad that happens to you, you brought on yourself. So if you get attacked, you get mugged, you get, you know, hurt in some way. They don't do anything about it because they say, oh, well, that was your karma for something bad that you did. In another but lifetime or in the, on this planet? Yeah, like in another lifetime. Okay. So if you get attacked in this life, it's probably because you attacked someone in your past life. But I don't think it's that simple because karma has to start, a karmic thing like that has to start somewhere, right? So sometimes bad things just happen. I don't think it's always, I don't think it always has to do with karma. Yeah, but, uh, but, um, but don't, don't get it twisted in the sense of you if you if you're believing in this particular realm of soul contracts right 
Oh, well, you, yeah. you know that I'm only going to live to be seven. You, at the being on right, planet like you Earth, agreed the, to you it. don't know that. But your yeah. agreement that you made before you came here, that's agreement that you made. Because you also know right. you're living a bazillion lives. This is just one of those things that you, like Silver was saying, that you want to experience and go through. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, there's this one. I can't remember the book. I know it was um, it was uh, uh, Hindu-based. And uh, there was this um, God, right? He created what well, was a God. They would call it something else, but I'm going to say God. He created the universe and, the, you know, the planet Earth. And he said, okay, I want to have this experience. I want to go down to Earth and experience what I created and uh, live out, you know, a lifetime. So he did it, lived out a lifetime. He, he died. He came, you know, back um, and said, you know, like, okay, that wasn't the experience I was looking for because... I knew whatever happened to me, I was coming back and I knew who I was, right? So what he did was, I hate that I can't think of the book. I, I got to try to find that. Um, but what he did was he made himself forget who he was. And until he lived out every possible life, every possible situation, um, then he would, you know, come back and say, okay, and then decide whether or not he wanted to keep this ball spinning after he's done everything, and uh, so I found that very interesting because, you know, you know, we weren't put on this planet to work a job nine to five to do all the things that the you system and government yeah, has, uh, you know, set us up for. Um, we were here to, you know, besides feeding yourself and doing all the other stuff, whatever, to gather information. I mean, think about it. Um, your brain what controls you, what makes you move, what makes you do everything that you do is your brain. Your brain is encased in darkness. Your brain uses your eyes to see, your hands to feel, your senses and nervous system to do everything, legs to move, to move it, because it can't do anything because it's encased in a black, in darkness, in a, in a shell. And so it uses all these uh, things or whatever to gather all this information. And the minute you lose your sight, your hearing gets better. Um, and I can attest that from my aunt who lost her sight at, uh, 13 and her hearing was immaculate and, uh, people <laughs> who, uh, lose their arms, they're able to, you, you know, their body are able to do other things and more flexible, just things and happen. Adapt. Exactly. You're able to adapt because your mind is still trying to gather, you know, that information. So I just find that, um, you know, whole thing, uh, you know, interesting on how the, human humans are in this realm um so yeah that's my diatribe yeah, i think that. the fact that we have a consciousness because like you said our brain controls everything in our body as far as muscles and you know our heart and all this other and speech and things like that but we still don't understand or know what thoughts are or where they come from yeah and like our inner dialogue that we have and i think and that's our consciousness right i think the fact that we have a consciousness is proof that there is some sort of a higher power out there because otherwise we would just be like robots, like what you just said, just gathering data, gathering information for our brains. But it's it's so much more than that. Oh, yeah. And I also think it's definitely. I feel that we are all right? cosmic beings having a human experience. Exactly. Yes, I, exactly. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And it's interesting, too, what you said about how and I'm familiar with the story you're talking about and how he would erase his memory every time he would come to Earth. And that's because. It would be like cheating if we if we could remember all our past lives and we yeah. remembered that we weren't really these human beings. We have, we were actually souls coming down here for this experience. It'd be like having the answers to the test already and we wouldn't really be experiencing anything new, you know, yeah, or like learning that, from our experiences. People would be checking out more frequently. Okay, um, yeah. I don't like this. Um, <laughs> done with this shit. You know, exactly. <laughs> let me. I almost feel people that are empaths and psychics, I feel like we do have the cheat code. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree. More than others. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree. I mean, there's such thing as called the Akaja records and the Akaja is the universal life force. Yeah. So, and then there's, you know, you probably heard of Kundalini awakening and that's, you know, where your soul gets eviscerated and you get reborn again. Mm. Um, I've never heard that. And though. that's a really interesting, Kundalini is really, I'm learning how to do it. Kundalini awakenings they're they're intense hmm. what um, is that i've never able, heard of it it's um let's see the best way to experience explain it is um basically 
it's another whole energy on its own level. Hmm. When like trying you do to get to a, that. Um, Kundalini awakening is you've probably seen on Instagram where they have like Kundalini awakening where they're releasing the trauma from your spine and people are having a reaction to that. Yeah, I, I have seen like that. Like energy work. Yeah, it's energy work. Okay. It's intense energy work releasing the trauma from your body. Yeah, and people feel like totally different when that that happens. They, you know, a lot of um just hangups that they've had once they get that release, they, you know, feel it's been lifted off of them. I, I've definitely seen that. Yeah, they feel brand new. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> let's get into the one that's uh Carolyn, this should be uh right up your alley. So here we go. Four. Past life regression. Ever wondered if it's possible to recall memories from past lives? Picture this. Individuals undergoing past life regression therapy, unlocking hidden memories from previous lifetimes. These tales might offer fascinating insights into unresolved issues and connections that span beyond our current existence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked that one. What does it have to do with soul contracts, though? Uh, because it's still, it's like what Silver started with. Um, that's the whole point is, um, you know, these contracts that are, you know, made um, before you come here, but you're constantly going back and forth. You're you're living out like, your life through these particular, um, you know, contracts that in, you know, people and this, you know, that and the third, when you pass away, mission. yep, you, you uh, come back again. But guess what? At some point, some people can start to remember those past lives. You know, that's not the contract itself, but they actually lived that life. You know, and then it's really you fascinating when I see it happen in children where children oh, are yeah. describing their past life to the nth degree that their parents are kind of like, what? And there's no way that these children could possibly know any of the things that they remembered. I know that I personally remember three of my past lives. Mm -hmm. oh, um, okay. it was it was triggered by a word in some situations um some people if they don't remember a past life regret past life they can check out i guess their phobias that they have mm -hmm. of uh why would you be afraid of fire why would you be afraid of spiders why would you have a weird phobia of water um right and that's just a matter of being able to go to an appropriate person to tap into that. So you didn't always remember your past lives. It was something that like triggered it and brought you up, yeah. brought forward a memory. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? The first one was when I lived in Coos Bay, Oregon, I was hanging out with uh, people and they were talking about this antique store that made them feel uncomfortable because there was a whole display case of Nazi memorabilia. Like, um, and I'm like, well, that's weird. And I had um, gone to check it out and it brought me back to that particular knife that was on display, um, belonged to my husband during the war. And he was, of course, a Nazi and oh, I was his wife. And we, you know, there were many people that were hiding Jews. Not mm. just, you know, the famous Anne Frank. There are many people that, you know, saw the human side and um, we were taking them in. And it was found out. And I had to watch my husband be executed in front of me for mm -hmm. helping these people that were supposed to be, you know, we were supposed to send them off to be exterminated. Did so, you buy that knife? I mean, it would be so interesting no, if you could... Oh, it'd be so interesting if you could have that, this, you know, that thing dated or, or figure out where it actually came from to see if it verifies, you know what I mean? Um, Try to find the, the history energy of the of object. It was really just, the whole energy of all of the memorabilia was just really, really bad that I didn't want any of that in my house because haunted objects tend to have people, things attached to them. I'm going to go ahead and take a break and... Uh... After the break, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Strange Darkness Radio. We value your thoughts and opinions, and we want you to be a part of our show. You can call our Strange Darkness Radio hotline at 
741-3032 or email us at strangedarknessradio at gmail.com to share your stories or ideas. For more updates and exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Strange Darkness Radio, Twitter at SD Radio, and Facebook at Strange Darkness Radio to join our ever-growing Strange Darkness Radio family. Stay connected with us, and together let's keep the mystery alive. All right, and we're back. So, um, Carolyn, what were you saying now? How long was I muted? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, um, I was going to tell a story about a friend of my family's that um, I would actually love to have him on our show. He would be just such an amazing person to talk to. But um, he's someone that my dad met through his, you know, scientific religious practices, whatever you want to call it. And um, he's just a very, very highly advanced being. I mean, you can tell just when you talk to this guy that he's very spiritually advanced and just such a kind hearted man, just really gentle, kind guy. But um, my dad told me a story about him and a past life regression that he did. And he had a past life regression where he actually saw himself back in like the, the dark ages during the time of the inquisition. And he was in a torture chamber where they were torturing people for, you know, being non-believers or whatever, witches. And he was actually the person doing the torturing. And that, yeah. And that story just blows me away because I mean, you would never think that this man would ever be capable of that ever. And he's just such a highly advanced person. I mean, it's just, it makes no sense. So you just, you never know. You never know what your past holds. You never know what your karma, what your karma is or what your karmic debts are. Or, you know, it's just, it was such an interesting story to me. Yeah, that that is. It honestly it makes perfect sense. Um, he did such a horrific atrocity against humanity mm-hmm. that he knew and made it his life's mission to be a completely different human being. I mean, they did that stuff to humans on fear and fear alone and listening to other people driving their fear. And I believe right, that when like you the learn Nazis, about just, right, um, just following orders, some of them, yeah, they were following orders, but at some point they made a willful choice to do atrocious things to other humans. Yeah, for sure. That is such an interesting point, though. I never thought of it that way, that he was so traumatized and horrified by his actions in that lifetime that he made the decision ever, that in this... Um, huh? Have you ever heard of the Stanford Prison Experiment? Uh, yes. Is, I have. Yeah, but go what, ahead. What is that? <laughs> so it was an experiment that um, some people were chosen to be prisoners and some people were chosen to be guards. And how they push the limits of their roles to the to the degree that um at some point you made a willful choice to be abusive to another human being yeah even though like your authority figure was telling you you need to do this um and it was also herd mentality um the same thing with the milgram experiments of how far will you listen to authority because an authority figure tells you to that you're going to follow orders. But at what point did you yourself make that willful choice because you liked the right. power that you felt? Right. And those Stanford experiments. Deciding other human's fate. Yeah. And the Stanford experiments were particularly interesting because it, rather than an authority figure, figure telling them to be abusive, they were just kind of getting off on the power that they had. I mean, everyone in there was a volunteer, the prisoners and the the guards, they were all just volunteering for this experiment. And yet they, the people acting as the guards, let it get to their head and started becoming very abusive to these quote unquote prisoners of their own volition. It's like they had the, they finally had the excuse to just act as horrible as they wanted. So in the case of your dad's friend, yes, it makes perfect sense of who he is today because of what he did to humans all in the name of a religion. That makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, for him to um, 
already be that way, really kind, nice, and, you know, really religious. And then to get that regression and to hear that, you know, it had to be shocking at one point, but then also on the flip side and say, I'm not even that person. Like, like, wow, that that's incredible. Yeah, crazy. So that, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. I can see if he had it when he was 12, he's like, I'm going to be good forever now, you know, but no, he was already an adult. <laughs> he so, was an adult. Yeah. yeah. So that's and he was horrified. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I mean, may, I also call that like in a sense of karmic debt is your karmic debt is to be a better human. Let's go around. Yeah. See, now that makes and sense to me because I couldn't want to be better. Yeah. 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 All that right. makes perfect sense. Exactly. All right. Let's get into the last one. And again, it's not the end of the show. It's just the last one that Sky has for us. Hang on. Okay. Five, reincarnation and memories. Can memories from past lives influence our behaviors, fears, or talents in the present? People may have multiple contracts with different individuals and groups, each contributing to various aspects of their life journey. That's interesting. I find that very interesting because um, I have a thing about... Um, I, you know, first instrument I, I ever learned, well, I, I, I learned a lot of instruments, but um, <laughs> take school out of it. Um, first thing I ever learned was drums, right? I went from drums to piano and uh, I used to hate that because I used to get hit on the freaking knuckles with the ruler. Um, and uh, <laughs> so and then I went from Back that in the day. <laughs> yeah, to guitar and the one instrument, I love playing guitar. I just don't play all the time. And uh, but the one instrument that I cannot live without and I have to have with me at all times is a guitar. And it's so odd. And um, I, I mean, I've tried to not have a guitar just because, you know, I was like, this is kind of weird that I always have to have a guitar with me around me, being able to pick it up and play. And uh, and I it, I know it's something from a past life, which is really interesting that you say that because yeah. before you even said what your instruments were that you play, I sensed that about you before mm -hmm. you were going to say that. Oh wow! That really? I sensed that about you that you have music in your life, and if you haven't, it would probably benefit you for you to do an ancestor DNA. Just to see if anything in your lineage is musical. But yeah, I could definitely tell um, musical. And then I almost want to say with Carolyn about her past lives. I don't know. I'm sensing craftiness. Something about crafty. <gasps> Ilva Rain, do you know life. what's so crazy? Do you know what's crafty. crazy about what you just said? <laughs> I had I spoke to a psychic and her specialty was past life stuff. And she told me that I had two lifetimes. Um, that were in kind of the dark ages and that in one of them, and maybe she said both, but at least in, and they were kind of back to back. So they were in a similar time. And she said that I was some sort of a healer or some, not a healer necessarily, but I was someone who kind of lived on my own and I collected herbs and I did, I did, I did crafty kind of things like that. So that's so interesting that you said that. I'm going to leave the idle body spray out. No, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Her job. Well, I was also going to say that too, like you were right. herbs and crafts. Like I got that sense about you was herbs and crafts. I don't, Maybe yeah, I should just get a into very that strong stuff. sense. That is so cool. Huh? Um, Maybe there's something I don't to know, that. With the, with the way that the, you know, current climate is in the world. Um, I think we would all benefit of getting back to our roots, literally to herbs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. herbs are I medicine, agree. nature. But Bobby, I didn't even know. I didn't even know you played anything. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea. She's like, "Oh, the new studio you made. You just have that for hanging. You just on the have wall. that for just, no, just to look cool, <laughs> <just> right?" <random. laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I knew you were into this coolness. tech stuff, but I didn't know you, you recorded or you played music. That's oh so yeah, cool. yeah, that was my thing back in the day. And my son does. My now. brother was a drummer you probably like met my brother i don't even know but he used to be a, a drummer <laughs> hmm. that's interesting that's really that's awesome. in sacramento or california um, he played all over hmm. he was born in um southern california spent time there he's got um 
you know, famous friends and a big, you know, lineage. Um, he, his family, I think his father, he was, he, my brother's related to the Warner brothers by marriage. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Bobby, maybe you so he's know. got. No, I don't know. <laughs> my, my son is the whole, he's been on, you know, bunch of different tv shows and um check them yeah, out i knew that cj washington christopher john washington he's amazing but mm-hmm. uh so I, I leave that to him he's taking it on a to a whole another level which is amazing but uh um i have another kind of question for silver rain so <laughs> bobby's gonna laugh at me again that same psychic that told me about my past lives she also told me that I signed a contract before I was born and that I had a soul contract, which is why I think this topic is actually so interesting. I don't know anything about it, but I think it's interesting. But she basically told me that there are people I'm supposed to find in this lifetime and I'm supposed to do something. And she didn't tell me what that something is, but I've always kind of felt like like I am supposed to be doing something and I'm not doing it. Podcasting. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that was it. That's that's definitely what she was talking about. <laughs> that I hey, have I'm you, done. Have I you ever it. wanted to? Have you ever wanted to write a book? Uh yeah, I do, but I don't. I don't know if that's it. I my question was basically, how can people find out what their I guess their destiny is or what there's if they have a soul contract and they have a purpose that they're supposed to be doing something. How do you figure out what that is? I mean, first of all, you're not supposed to use cheat code that that's first (laughs) off. You're supposed to have life experiences and then uh, delve into (laughs) it. And if not, Hey, if you miss it, you'll come back and do it again. Trust me. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, what, uh, timeline you're in to get it right. Got to figure it out yourself. uh, or you can visit people like me that do readings for that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I would love to, I do, I do tarot and I do runestones and I got into, um, dream interpretations and wax wax mm. reads are, you know, you either let a candle melt completely out and the puddle of wax, you know, you can use divination that way. I like to use them like a Warshak test, let the person drip wax on a piece of paper, fold it up. And then, I divine what I can see from the picture. Okay, I, I was thinking you were going to drip it on the person. I was like, "Ooh, that has to be a painful." <laughs> no, you drip it on. Experience. You drop it on a piece of paper. Okay, and let the person, you know, and um, so so you can get guidance from other people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can get guidance. Okay, that's but the I'm cheat definitely code. sensing. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely sensing I'm from you like something to do with a book, or you've had like a plan for like a little branch out of a different kind of business venture or something, but you want to do something that has meaning. That is funny. I just got to say, out of you saying that silver rain, um, the funny part about it, when we first met, uh, she sent me a picture of books, like of all the books that she's (laughs) read, um, dealing with, uh, the, the topics that we discuss on the show and I just thought that was very interesting. Uh, she's like, and I've read all these books, you know. Uh, so Silver's right on, right myself. on. She's right on the money. <laughs> I'm That's obsessed with this stuff. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it had to do good. with me choosing to. Um, I cleansed my house the other day, rededicated, like, uh, basically consecrating my tools back to the craft and making. Uh, removing old energies and making the mine. So mm. it was a whole spiritual cleansing I did in my house mm, because nice. I stopped doing psychic reads for a little bit. Cause it takes a lot of energy mm-hmm. to interpret all that information and I'm getting back into it. So, so would you st- I'm paying more attention you, to like my senses about people. Um, would you be able to give someone a reading if they're not in the same room as you? Like, could you do it over Skype or over the phone or something? Uh, yeah, I've done several uh, via Facebook, and they've all been spot on. Okay, that would be cool. Because I can connect. I don't have to do face to face. I can connect to people wherever. Okay, I'm gonna. You're gonna hear from me, Silver Rain, because <laughs> I need some guidance. <laughs> <laughs> she she she's gonna figure it out. E- even even if someone doesn't figure it out for you, you're gonna figure it out. 
Um, you're, you're going for the cheat code. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and uh, hit up one more commercial. We we have to um, thank uh, GIK Acoustics. Uh, so we're going to go ahead oh. and uh, play a commercial. We'll be back. Attention podcasters. Are you ready to unlock the full potential of your audio recordings? Look no further than GIK Acoustics, now proudly affiliated with Strange Darkness Radio. Introducing the ultimate solution for impeccable sound quality on your podcast or studio, brought to you by GIK Acoustics, in partnership with Strange Darkness Radio. Say goodbye to unwanted background noise and hello to a professional audio experience. With GIK Acoustics, you can ensure that every word you speak resonates with clarity and power. Their expertly designed sound panels, bass traps, and diffusers are meticulously crafted to create an acoustic environment that captivates your audience like never before. Visit our affiliate link on our Facebook fan page or find it in our show notes to access this exclusive collaboration. By harnessing the power of GIK Acoustics in partnership with Strange Darkness Radio, you can unlock a world of acoustic excellence for your podcast. GIK Acoustics, in partnership with Strange Darkness Radio. Embrace the darkness and let your voice shine. Now let's get back to Strange Darkness Radio. All right. This has been a great episode. Just to even go down, the, why are you laughing? What, what <laughs> because happened? Because it was. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because, I mean, you know, some people, you know, believe that, uh, you know, you have the one life to live and uh, then you go on to the pearly gates and, you know, live out the rest of your life in heaven or hell if uh, <laughs> you end up uh, doing the wrong things. Uh, but I do believe that um, we are in eternal beings that, um, you know, live multiple lives and we keep coming to this uh, um, ball that's spinning um and uh, to try to figure it out and be better people, you know, as uh, as we go forward. And um, sometimes we get it right and we level up and, uh, you know, and what that leveling up is, I do not know. So it's like, you know, does that make you poor or rich because you went backwards or went forward? No, I don't think so. I think uh, making you rich in spirit and rich in heart to me is uh, worth more than any man-made, um, you know, um, money or um material thing so that's uh my thought on it what are, what are your your thoughts you guys um definitely i think that do better be better than the last time i feel like you have an obligation and learn yeah because that's what it's all about it's not you know yes it's um you have to go to work <laughs> you know if uh you're the fortunate or unfortunate um, or looking for work or doing what, you know, you have to do to survive, obviously. But, the, you know, you can be nicer to people. You can, uh, you know, someone with a frown, you can turn it upside down. That sounds kind of corny as hell. But that is true because <laughs> I do it all the time. And uh, the people you meet, you know, the smile that you give them could make their day, change their whole mood, change, you know, their thoughts, you know, about a particular person or a particular situation and I just think uh, those things are getting lost in all that's going on in the world today. And, uh, you know, that's just my crazy opinion. Well, we hear um, productive member of society. Be a productive member of society. And I find that kind of like disheartening because what if your job in society is to make people smile and that's all you do? Yeah. You're the homeless bum that sits on a street corner and your job is to make people smile. But to say that he's not a productive member of society, to me, that's disheartening. Exactly. That's very true. I agree. I think um, one of the problems with society now, and I, I mean the whole world when I say society, is that we're some people are very selfish and they're motivated by the wrong things like, you know, money and materials and having a lot of stuff and buying things. And I mean, it's just so unimportant to me how much money you have or what you wear or what you own. It's, it's like the equivalent to me of having the biggest pile of rocks and thinking you're all that because you have more rocks than someone else. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what I think determines if a person is 
you know, worthy or a good person is how they treat other people. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yep, yep. Right, because you literally cannot take your money with you when you die. That is exactly. very true. You can take the lessons that you learned. <laughs> that is very true. Because <laughs> if you don't learn those lessons, you might be back just to um, replay and redo. And you could even be in a worse situation that you were, you know, the first time around or the third mm-hmm. time or the fifth time. So, um, so yeah. So, again, that's just, you know, our... Um, you know, theories and thoughts, you know, on soul contracts and, uh, you know, what if they're real, you know, how would you, you know, deal, uh, with, uh, your situation and these, uh, things that go on in your life. And even knowing that doesn't change anything, <laughs> you know, if you're like, Oh yeah, it's really real for sure. hundred percent, you know, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. No, you, you know, life has a way of, you know, sweeping you off your feet sometimes. Yeah, and uh, guiding you down avenues and roads that uh, you never thought you'd go down, knowing everything you know about um, situations and circumstances. But somehow, you know, things play out either the way the universe is um, plotting it or the way you've plotted it before you actually got here. And, uh, you know, Silver, so one more question. Can you change your contract? Um, I believe that your contract can be amended to tweak it as you like when you you know you're up there and you're plotting it's like you know that didn't work out for me so last time so can i change it as long as you fulfill your obligation on why you're on earth can you change it that was a good question um no not while you're on earth what i find interesting especially um as far as you know how society works as a whole and the two, this the things that you choose to die on that hill for is sometimes absurd because at the end, the coffins are all the same size. That is true. <laughs> that is true. As Rebecca would say though, some are bigger than others. Just had to say that. <laughs> she but, didn't say that. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> now I was thinking about this uh, joke that I heard, but anyways, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, t- tonight's been a, a really good show. And uh, Silverane, thank you for joining us on tonight's show. And Carolyn, um, we're we're um, talking together, you know, on the same show at the same time. No, I'm just joking. Oh, no, I know. Crazy. It's yeah. been so long. Yeah, because you guys are going to hear a bonus episode that is already playing before this episode of a call that I did uh, with a uh, guest, uh, Amy. And uh, that's playing now, which, again, you've already heard that, hopefully. And uh, she wasn't on that uh, because I I took the call and she was busy. She was indisposed. Oh, (laughs) but that reminds me, too. I just wanted to let everyone know I I heard we've been getting some requests to uh, go back to our creepier kind of topics. And I just want to let everyone know we've got future episodes in the works. We are going to be getting back to our roots of, um, you know, ghost encounters and, and, you know, demons and things like that. So just don't worry about it. We're, we're going to get back to our roots eventually. Yes. Things that go bump in the night. Things that go bump in the night. Exactly. Well, <laughs> thanks again, Silver Rain for, uh, donning the show. You've been amazing as usual. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. And blame all our um, pre-show stuff on Carolyn. No, I'm just joking. I'm just <laughs> all our technical difficulties. They were my fault. <laughs> the universe is always a fickle. Inspiring against me, man. A fickle mate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we are out. Ethel, do you know where you are? My body. You have passed over. You died. No, no, no. Everything, everything, my body, it's done. What an excellent day for an exorcism.
We learned that for the, at least eight, the past eight years, military pilots frequently encountered unknown objects in controlled airspace off both the east and west coast across the continental United States in test and training areas and ranges. We don't know where they are. They come from, who made them, or how they operate. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My God. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, I think, dude. Go to 